I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 114 of Strapsing and Podcast. I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And as always, guys, usual housekeeping message, guys. Make sure you head over to our Instagram, which is Strapsies and Podcast, or our Twitter, which is Strapsies and Pod. Link in the bio on both of those platforms there, and that link will take you to where we're situated streaming wise, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you like your audio, if you got the visuals, the YouTube channel link is also there as well. So make sure you guys run up. Like, subscribe, leave us a good review, engage with us. But um, yeah, as always, flows. You know how you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm good, bro. What are you saying? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. Um, got a couple previews, no, a couple reviews to to do, and one preview mm. for next week as well. Let's um, should we start as start at home like we usually do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Mm-hmm, yeah. As well, Katie Taylor. Karen Carbajal, I think this the opponent. Um, yeah, first, I know you caught that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, let me know your thoughts on that. Like, I don't think we discussed. We haven't really discussed it prior to this. Usually, we tend to discuss fights, etc., before we even come on. But yeah, man, what were your thoughts on that one? Um, we seen Katie Taylor get a dub, an expected oh. W um, against an opponent that was pretty game. To be honest, a very game opponent. Unbeaten. Yeah. She came in with what? This Karen chick came in with. Uh, Unbeaten record, looking to make mm-hmm. a statement. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the performance from Katie Taylor, how she handled the pressure uh, that this this chick brought to her, and um, uh, by itself. Uh, Katie Taylor kills me because, like, I think we said it when we previewed the fight that, regardless of the level of this opponent, it's going to be a banger because of the way Katie Taylor fights. Mm. Um, I've said previously that. Usually, with the best fighters, take away your 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 attributes. They take that away from you. Yeah. They take a, they strip you of what you're good at. They don't f- allow you to do what you want to do. But yeah. Katie Taylor will allow, she, you, allow she's you. She's the opposite, right? Yeah, she's kind of like she almost adds to your skill set. Almost, it makes yeah. you look good. Yeah, she'll let she'll let you do what you want to do, but she'll just dom- she'll still dominate you if that makes yeah. sense. She'll just yeah. do it better than you. She'll fight your game and and, and beat you. <laughs> So yeah, it was it's one of those ones like Carabajal was game, fair play to her. Um yeah. very game. She was she wasn't there. She was good. She wasn't she was landing her shots, she was doing her work as well. But once again, Katie Taylor is relentless. Um she was on top of it and she makes the fights interesting, Katie Taylor, because she's not really she's not really there trying to box and move too much. She's like if you land her your shot, she wants to get off her shots. Basically. So um but yeah. She, it was, a, it was a good entertaining fight. Some might say, oh, um, oh signs of Katie Taylor slipping. And we, we've said that, to be fair, in the past, that maybe she's is maybe that's played a factor. But I've seen it for so long for Katie that I just think that's just her. I can't lie. Mm. I just think it's just her. That she'll fight to the level of her opponent as such and make it interesting, but we'll, we'll come out with a win. Yeah. Yeah, what were no, your uh, yeah no, it was... Um... I'd probably say that uh, it's probably not the most action-packed Katie Taylor fight that we've seen and we've been treated to. Mm. Obviously, we've been, we've been treated to some gems over her career, right? We've seen her in some beautiful action-packed fights. Uh, 
the Pursuit ones and obviously Serrano, etc. So this wasn't a level of those ones in terms of barns, it being a barnstormer. Obviously, it yeah. was still explosive in portions. And obviously, you know, when when Katie Taylor explodes, like she really goes for it. She really explodes. So there were portions where it was more competitive and explosive. But it, yeah, I think it was just a level below what the most recent fights we've seen from Katie Taylor. Um, that could yeah. be for a number of it things. Was still one, it was still one-sided, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. And like those fights were nip and tuck at one point, but yeah. this was still one-sided. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it could be for a number of things, as we you mentioned, the age might be playing the factor. She's what yeah. thirty six now. I think maybe going on thirty seven next year. So that can mm. be one thing. Uh, or motivation. It's an opponent that she's expected to beat quite handedly. Uh, I won't call this Karen chick. I want to say she's a no name, but I guess in, I guess the women's boxing world and sort of where Katie Taylor's been and her from her standpoint, she kind of is kind of like a nobody, I suppose. Um, so she might not be motiv- as motivated as she was, for example, in the Amanda Serrano fight, which is obviously a huge fight over an MSG, packed out crowd in America, etc. Um, so yeah, those could be the reasons as to why, um, yeah, that it wasn't, it wasn't, I guess, the best Katie Taylor performance, but it was still enough, I guess, yeah, to to win this fight and clearly in the eyes of judges and I guess the eyes of the world. Um, but yeah, in portions, I, it was a very exciting fight. But in the portions, I have to think of myself, this is very one-sided and it's not really, really doing it for me. Um, I think, yeah, I guess I'm, I don't want to take too much looking at the performance, to be honest, Flores. Um, I guess it, it, the performance was where it was. Um, and as you said, for me, what I noticed was, uh, yeah, Katie Taylor does let her opponents kind of shine. And she does <laughs> fight, to, she does fight their fight. But what she will do is she will just outwork you and outvolume you, to be honest. Same style. I said, I'll match your style, but I'll just do it more than you, basically. And that's what she was yeah. doing pretty much for the most of the night against 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 Carabajal. Um, and that's what got over W, to be honest. Um, it's interesting because obviously last week, Flores, we touched upon and we asked the question in terms of, is it time for this lady to cash out? She's achieved everything, etc. And I, I was quite vocal in saying that Obviously, if she's going to have one more fight, it won. It obviously has to be. We highlighted that it has to be an island because she hasn't fought an island. And it's probably it's probably going to be the Amanda Serrano rematch. I, I see no reason. And obviously, the uh, interviewer post in the ring post-fight was like, what's what's happening next? And she, Katie Taylor literally said, I want Croke Park. And she mentioned she Amanda Serrano she wants. So she herself knows, I feel like, that you know, if she can get that one major fight in Ireland, she did say it doesn't really matter in terms of what she said. It just first of all, it's the croke park it has to be croke park, eighty thousand, and yeah, if it's Serrano, happy days. If not, we'll see. But I guess she she prefer, preferably wants a man of Serrano, and um, I would like to see that again. Um, it's always interesting when you see as a champion and the fact that she won that fight, her calling out Serrano again. A lot of people like, well, I guess looking into that, thinking, why would she call out the guy, the girl she just beat again? Um, unless she knows that she didn't really win that first fight, because obviously you know, that first fight was very contentious for her. To this day, some people are debating, saying that Serrano won that fight, not, not Katie yeah. Taylor. So, um, but I, I understand that, but at the same time, she will call out Serrano because, let's be honest, Serrano's the money, in terms of all the opponents she can fight, Serrano's the one that's going to get the biggest bag. Let's be real. So, um, yeah, that wasn't surprising for me. But there could be a little bit of a sparring in the works because isn't, Hearn suing Jake Paul at the moment. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. 100 million, but right? it's, it's, yeah. yeah, that's for, it's a big lawsuit. <laughs> Look, it's oh, yeah, for accusing them of match fixing, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it will have an impact on the, the business being made. Um, I hope not, in terms of, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've not heard too much about that, but I haven't because yeah. when when it first broke, I thought it was a joke thing, but then apparently it's serious. Like he is actually yeah. they are actually going through proceedings right now. Mm. <laughs> and the ref, the, one of the refs suing Jake Paul as well, I believe. One, no, one of the judges is suing Jake Paul as well. Yes, yes, I heard about that one as well. Yeah, interesting. Um, I get, I, I get the one. I agree. One more fight, and Kate Taylor needs to bow out. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Serrano, yes, but you all remember Serrano is coming up from two weight classes the last time round. Yeah, she is coming up from two weight classes. Sc- so, well, uh... <laughs> the scary thing is though, she came up for two weight classes and she looks stronger than Katie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a strong woman because she looked, she looked, she was one that was that was dominating physically, despite her yeah. being naturally she's meant to be like, operating, she's operating at a smaller level mm. for such a long time. But yeah, um, um, yeah. So, but then there's other people that's like, look, Michaela Mayer wants to move up to that division. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Baumgartner. Baumgartner, be... yeah, I was gonna say Baumgartner's name has been thrown into the hat. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential fights out there for Katie. The winner of um, good, good fights, Cameron and McCaskill as well, has been touted as potentially an opponent. We'll get yep. onto no, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's fought McCaskill before. Um, did McCaskill drop or am I bugging? No, I don't think he dropped her. Has she been dropped? Yeah, I don't don't think she's been dropped. Um, But McCaskill, I think, gave us some problems at at points in that first fight. Um, McCaskill uh, McCaskill was hating heavy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy. Heavy hated. So um, there's there's Um, fights out there. I remember the commentary was crazy for McCaskill. (laughs) Oh, I said, you're not even going to try and hide the bias. You're really hating (laughs) Yo, it was funny. Um, so even just for that, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that one run back. But yeah, there's there's a lot of fights out there for her, but then we, we can see signs of her getting caught more and yeah, she's achieved a lot already. So um, I'm happy to see her bow out, but still, if she wants to hang about, there might be a few potential L's out there for her <laughs> in mm. these big fights. So I mean, um, yeah, if she carries on getting tagged the way she gets tagged, Against a you know a bigger puncher, for example, it could be a bit peak for her. Um, and we've seen her get hurt, as you've seen. You know, Serrano was able to hurt her, etc. So, yeah, um, she she sells at eighty thousand easily, right? I hope so. I, hope I, I, so. I, I, I was thinking, I was debating it um, before coming on, and I'm there thinking eighty thousand is a lot. I was, say, I was literally thought eighty thousand is a lot of people, but the Irish do support their own in droves. Yeah, and she is an Irish hero, an icon. They they, they call their great Irish Ireland's greatest ever sports person. So, um, yeah, it's a big ask, but I will. I, I I'm gonna be positive, and I like to think that she does. And obviously, that's huge for women's boxing. That happens. They saw like MSG, but yeah, yeah, MSG, MSG is a fraction. MSG yeah, is like what twenty k max. Yeah, yeah, eighty k. And even that, even that was we weren't sure to be tough. Too tough. I yeah, sure yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hey, they, they lot, done that. I trust the Irish it's, it's, too. Yeah, it's in Ireland, and if they p- 
put it as a last fight kind of thing. Yeah. And, and they've, been, they've been starved of <laughs> Katie Taylor access, so yeah. they might all turn up for, for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. They, should, they, they should do it. Um, Ireland turn up. Yeah, get Conor McGregor on the undercard or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if he's there promoting it as well, Dublin yeah. boy too. Like, yeah, nah, yeah, that that'd be that'd be massive. That'd be massive. Mm. Get all the Irish people. Like, you know, find Robbie Keane and them man. Like, dig them up, man. Robbie <laughs> <laughs> Keane, Robbie Keane, get him, get him involved, man, for the promo, man. <laughs> yeah, they can, they can get get a good undercard, mix it mix it up. Yeah, um, Conan, get him in on the undercard. Yep. yep. He was Matt He's with Matt Trim, yeah? yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, all yeah, Irish all kind of card. Yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. That'd be that'd be so cold. That'd be so cold yeah, for Ireland as well. It would. It would. Yeah. Cool. Um, shout out to Katie Taylor. Keeps on winning. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how long she's got left in the game. But I feel like now it's a it's a wind down process for her. She get that one big cash out fight at Croke Park. Perfect, perfect send off in front in front of the home fans. Um. All right, man. We got a, we got a, we got a segue over to America then now, Flos. Um, big fight that we got to discuss. Vasily Lomachenko, the return against Jermaine Ortiz. This is gonna be an interesting one to break down, Flos, because of the fact that last week we were both very bullish <laughs> <laughs> about how Ortiz is being fed to the wolves here. It, it's 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 too much of a step up. Lomachenko's probably going to embarrass him, probably make him quit, all that stuff. I'm here first and foremost, Flo, is here to offer my apologies <laughs> to make Jermaine Ortiz in this camp. And I say that because <laughs> what he did yesterday and what he showed me yesterday, it, it, it was a lot. He showed me a lot, Flo. He showed a lot. And I was, to be fair, we wrote for the, you know, we correctly wrote him off because of the fact that we used logic. We've seen this kid fight before. He was good. But obviously, there's levels. And then we've obviously seen him fight a certain level of opponent that is levels below what Lomachenko is and operates. But I was not expecting to see Jermaine Ortiz flows. And I say this, I'm going to keep it... Let's keep, let's keep it 100 flows. He was, beating up, he, was, he was beating up <laughs> Lomachenko in portions yesterday. And look, it's crazy. It sounds crazy. He was beating... Bro, he was out angling him, out jabbing him. Every time it came physical, he was roughing him up, out you know physically dominating him, out strengthening him as I, as I like to say. <laughs> he, he was, bro, he was doing a lot, and it was superb. He, he, his hand, his hands looked quicker. He was letting his hands go. He was out punching him and out working Vasily Lomachenko. This is the Matrix, high tech Loma. Like this is a god in, in boxing terms, right? And for a good portion of that fight Ortiz was boxing out of his skin and I was so so impressed with his kid so impressed that even though he took the L and we can just we can we can, we can discuss in terms of whether it was deserved or whatnot even though he took the L I'm so impressed with what I saw from this kid that I need to see more from him he stepped up massively in a major way yesterday and he really gave Lomachenko hell in in large portions of that fight which I never saw coming uh, so yeah, shout out to Jermaine Ortiz, man. Uh, wrote him off, but I'm 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 a fan from what I saw yesterday, bro. Honestly, um, that was a superb performance from him, even though he didn't get the W. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I can't lie. Um, super impressed. I too I too want to apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. 
<laughs> Even though I've seen it before, it was it was more like ah, oh, this no, is he, a bad step he, up. He's, he's never booked that well though. Yeah, and he's never done. Tw- he's never done. This is his first twelve round. First twelve round. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's insane. Folks, he's first been fed. They fed this Kim to Loma to lose oh. badly. Let's be real. How can your first twelve land well deep it? How could your first twelve rounder flows be Vesely Lomachenko? Yeah. Is that not mad? <laughs> He's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, he is. And what was crazy for me was the the confidence um, he was oh, showing. He was he was yeah. punching. He was fading. He, he, he was he was Ali shuffling the points. I was. You see, so it's so easy for a young fighter, a rookie, as we say, to fight fight someone of this magnitude and be in this type of fight, and sort of be like, you know, sort of shrinking violence here for those in terms of just sort of retreating to their shell and just be a bit scared of the moment. He wasn't at all. He yeah. was he was embracing the moment and he was boxing with so much confidence and fluidity. Um yeah, it's just so impressed by what he did. Um and from what I could tell Flows as well, he's got a very good ring IQ. Yeah. You can tell that he's a smart kid in the ring. Very good ring. I also love the fact that he, if you notice as well, he took direction from his corner every single time. Yeah. The corner would say, do this, do that, and he would do it. And so that's, I know, I mean, I, I, yeah, very good performance from him. Very good performance. Yeah. Um, watching it, it was a high level fight because when one paused, the other would shove. He yeah. would like step forward when he needed to step forward. He controlled yeah. the way his distance control. You know, me, I, I love <laughs> when, yeah. when someone's. Because obviously we know Lomachenko has the angles. He would step into Lomachenko with his shoulder, yeah. push him off, yeah. wrap him up when he needed to, step out when he needed to, pivot when he needed to. Yeah. He was using all these tools. Yeah. And obviously firing out the jab. The jab was the jab firing. Was, was the jab was superb. Quick jab. And he had his backhand ready ready to pop off as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Impressive. you know the jab was really, really instrumental in his performance. And after round one, flows, there was a well yeah. under Lomachenko's eye. Yeah. After after the first round, he was brute under the eye, and that mm. was because he was just eating jabs constantly, constantly eating jabs in that first round. Uh, I like you. I'm a fan of a boxer that works behind the jab. Throughout his entire fight, apart from when he sort of slowed down in towards the, the, the second half, that half, that end of the fight, but for all the first half, this kid was flinging out the jab constantly, as you said, quick jab, quick, quick, boom, 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 and everything he did was set up behind the jab, and. We say Loma will angle you to death. And I said, the king of angles, Loma is. I'm seeing he's getting out angled by this brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, Loma will do this thing. Obviously, when he's looking to angle, obviously, he punches you in combination and then a straight line and he will step and then and hit you with another, you know, so angle towards the side, towards the side. I'm yeah. seeing this kid mirror him basically, but in the like, opposite direction so that Loma couldn't even do what he's doing. And he's yeah. bigger and I guess faster than Loma, so he was able to pop off quickly before. Obviously, because he's got long arms as well, he was able to beat Loma to the punch every single time that happened. And I'm there thinking, "Yo, this is your first major fight, and the maturity you're showing me is insane. Like it's off the off the off the scales." Apparently, these two know each other very well because Loma Chenko, they've been they've inspired partners for a couple fights before, etc. So Loma's come out already. He said, I think before the fight, that obviously he knows his kid and. He, he said he highly respects his kids' boxing skills. And when he said, when he was saying all that, flows, I just thought, man's just being polite. You know, them ones where you just, yeah. you know, you're, you're, not, you're, not try, you're trying not to, because obviously Luma's quite polite, so he's not going to rubbish his opponent. I just thought, yeah, you're just saying that you're being polite. You probably piece, you, you probably piece him up in sparring. But yeah. I, fully be, I, I fully believe it. Like, for, 
Like he, he yeah. Norman was picking up this this kid's IQ and his boxing skills and say he's really really smart in the ring. I'm just like, yeah, right. Come on, man. Come on, Loma. I'm not buying into this, but clearly from what I saw, this kid is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Loma's been having good sparring. It looks like because this kid's the real deal. I'll, I'll be so I'll be so honest. <laughs> like if like he were comparing it with the Teofimo fight, if that fight was one round, let's yeah. say the, the twelve round is one round. Mm. That was more of an impressive display than the Teofimo one because Teofimo won while it was back and forth. Yep. Those portions where Lomachenko was washing, washing having Teofimo. his way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was no portion where Ortiz was getting washed like yeah. for, for sustained amount of time. Yeah. Even like, well, I guess we're going to get into the, the scoring and the rounds, but even yep. when it was all the rounds were close, all yes. the rounds were close. And all that's close because Ortiz's rounds. Yeah, ring IQ as well. You wouldn't oh. <laughs> flows. What, what, what I liked when he started to slow down, and Loma started to up the pace. Obviously, Loma Ooh. started fighting. I think the last three rounds specifically, Loma was fighting with urgency. I hadn't seen before. This is urgency that you saw in the TFMO fight. Like, oh crap, I need to put some rounds together now so I can get this W. Um, yeah. Even though, yes, these were the rounds where Loma was now out working, out working, out landing Ortiz. While that's what Ortiz would do, yes, he knew he was getting that water, but he was like I said, he still gets competitive and he would still look to steal the rounds by being active in like the last 45 seconds, for example, yeah. and letting his hands go and pushing Loma back and stuff. So, yeah, literally, it wasn't him completely getting dominated like we saw when Loma was building up ahead of steam against Tiafimo. Oh. This Ortiz guy still had the wherewithal to sort of know that he's still in the fight and he still was able to offer resistance back. Even though he was starting to like, I guess, lose around a little bit. Um, yeah, fighting behind the jab flows, I loved it. Uh, all the most of the early rounds I was giving to this kid to me, just off the fact that he was being more active in Loma. Um, and yeah, fighting behind the jab and counting Loma and hitting Loma with good combinations and clean shots as well. Very clean shots. Um, as like I said, I liked when they were in the clinch. This kid would then start to you know rough up Loma. Like oh, right. it, it was yeah. working. And obviously, you notice the size difference. He's big. Well, then again, everyone looks big. Look, Loma's small. Yeah. I'm saying this. Loma is actually small for this weight class. All he's, <laughs> all these guys look massive compared to him. And this this yeah. this Ortiz guy was no difference. He looked a lot bigger than Loma, and he made sure he used it. Just like Tiafimo used made 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 use of his size. This could also make use of his size. Uh, Loma was Loma to me, right, Flores? Oh. But I, in fact, no, I'm disappointed with his performance. I say that because. <laughs> <laughs> if you notice folks Loma wasn't really jabbing yeah he wasn't really jabbing like that he was just looking to obviously work his way in and then get off his angle combinations pretty much he wasn't really jabbing too tough he didn't really go to the body both fighters didn't really go to the body but Loma specifically oh. didn't was wouldn't really invest in the body he was head to hunting throughout um, I don't know I felt like he was just looking for the big shots almost Flores you know he wasn't really the we, we tend to see Loma fight behind the jab and stuff. I don't know if it, because he knew he was losing the battle of the jab so easily that he thought, F, I'm just going to go for the big power shots and that will get the judges' attention, which obviously it did. But yeah, no, I was a bit disappointed. I wanted to see a bit more jab work, but to be honest, the way this kid was jabbing, I don't know if how effective Loma's jab work would have been because this kid was taller and rangy, obviously, and had quicker hand speed. So, I don't know if he was he would have been able to, but yeah, no, I, I was a bit disappointed in his lack of jabbing and his lack of body work. Um, the footwork and the angles were still there. Obviously, I don't think he's going to lose that, but um, 
yeah, man, just that, the, the, those rounds where he was getting, I was just thinking, what the hell is going on here? But <laughs> like, you're, you're getting rough, you're getting roughed up here. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. To be honest, Lomachenko typically, um, when we watch him, he takes like the first three rounds to down the day. He's, yeah. he's, he's one of them, man. He, mm. he, he will start. And that jab from Ortiz was lightning quick. And we've seen the effectiveness of the jab with the Tiafimo fight where Mm. Teofimo was jabbing to the body really a, a lot, which yeah. and using his, his his strength and power to keep Lomachenko at bay. And Ortiz, why not jab into the body? He was firing at that jab, yeah. and not not allowing Lomachenko to get in his rhythm. He was firing yeah. out. It was a quick jab, and while not only shot, not, this jab wasn't always landed. Let's be yeah. honest, um, it was gloves. It was in front of him, yeah. but it was quick and it was always there for most for the most part. So. I think it deterred Lomachenko for trying to get into a jab off of this dude. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing with a good jab as well, um, mm. listeners. doesn't. It's not all... Obviously, it's good to score, but mm. jabs don't always have to land. It's just more the fact that it's disrupting you. When you're coming in to set up your attacks, which Loma was trying mm. to do, the fact that the jab was coming in so quick and sharp, that's already disrupting you and you're having yeah. to reset kind of thing. So it doesn't necessarily have to always land. But it would just be more just be a disruptive influence. That's what that jab was there to do, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> Let's um, bro, how do you swear? <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah. oh, who, who won? <laughs> let's keep let's get, get, get into it. Um, I gave it to Loma, uh, okay. just about though, but like, uh, I'm trying to remember, but I scored it when I watched it again, um, this afternoon. Uh, I think I had Loma. I think I, I gave it to Loma off the basis of. By I think I gave it to him by one round, essentially. Um, so I had it even for long. Obviously, I had this kid up by quite a bit, and then second half Loma sort of brought it back for me, and obviously he finished a lot. I definitely gave him the last three rounds as well. I thought those were like easy Loma rounds, and I think from that final round or heading into that final round, I had Loma ahead on my cards. So actually, it might it might have been seven five. Actually, I think I gave it seven five to Loma. But it was it was mad yeah. close. But I did give it to Loma still. Man, we lost, man. You, 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 <laughs> gave, you lost. gave it to Ortiz. Fair. Yeah, Ortiz. I gave seven, I had seven five. Seven Ortiz. five Ortiz. I could see. Okay. I could see a draw. I could. I, I, if it was a draw, I'd be happy with. But bro, I think this. Once again, the story of the fight was controlled by Jermaine Ortiz. He mm. was the one with the output. He was the one who was showing more ring generalship. I feel uh, mm. because whenever. Lomachenko would have success. He would also try steal steal rounds and make it yeah. difficult to score. Yeah. Um, so he, he, was, he, was he, doing... he was stealing rounds to what that he was trying. Sorry, I'm gonna say he was trying to steal rounds. Yeah, so when he was trying when, when the going got a bit tough, like I said, the last couple like for, for a minute forty five seconds, he would then explode. Yeah, um, which would make I'm... it difficult. Yeah, <laughs> which, will... but for me, he the first the early rounds. I think by the halfway point, I had it five one. Yeah, maybe no, no. What did I have it? Because I think I gave um Loma two, two, yeah, five, okay, and the last three, okay. I think that, I think that's what I had. Um, okay. So yeah, um, and even those rounds were close, and some of the ones with Ortiz one were close as well. But I just think I, I was super impressed with what he was doing. Yeah, it was, it was, I think he was unreal. While all of the shots didn't land. Which which is why I could, I was giving Lomas some of those rounds because I was looking all of the stuff you've been doing has landed yeah. really and truly. Mm. But um, 
just from the way he was controlling the fight. And if, if you were watching it half asleep, you would think Ortiz won in my eyes. Because yeah, probably. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to pay attention to score yeah. this fight yeah. to make sure Loma's getting the rounds he deserves. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad. I mean, like 7-5 for Loma for me, but I'm not mad at a 7-5 Ortiz. It was, I think, I think the fight was highly competitive. Yeah, um, it was. Both ways. No robbery. Close fact, fight though. Yeah. And you can see, brother, you can see that on their, both their faces afterwards. Loma, what, big, big, what, patch under his eye. Mm. Ortiz, what, busted nose. Or I think he was bleeding some portions. Also welts under his eye, etc. So they, they both were, you know, put the beatings on each other. They were both, Really, really competitive and throughout, which was, I guess, such a shock because you're expecting Loma to watch this guy. Um, yeah, I don't know if this this is a <laughs> flaws. What you... before we get onto the judging score? Actually, no, let's talk about the judging score cards first because obviously they were a joke. <laughs> um, it was, third, it was the third round because, like, yeah, the third round I gave to Loma. I, okay, I was first, yeah, because I was about to say, yeah, third, fifth, and the last three. Okay, yeah. um. Scorecards, yeah. obviously, all Rips. in favor of Loma. UD, um, as predicted, horrendous. Well, not predicted, but obviously, when you know it's going to distance, and I knew Loma's, and they raised Loma's hand. Obviously, I'm reading, and when they read out the scorecards, I'm there thinking, this is too wide. This is controversial already, based on the fact that it's too wide. I think one of them was what one seventeen, one eleven. I think one of them, I think one of them was one seventeen, one eleven. Can't really have a two, but but that's the one obviously that stuck out to me. Don't know how you could score it 117-111. It was a highly competitive fight between two guys that, you know, put it all out there. Um, yeah, the favourite will get the decision, as we know, Flores. Uh, that's boxing, unfortunately. It is what it is. Haney was in the crowd. You know what they're trying to set up next. So, yeah. Um, harsh for Ortiz in that sense. But I hope that people who saw this fight, and obviously listeners, if you haven't watched it, go and tune in because it's on it's on YouTube. You can take in this guy because he's very talented, and I definitely want to see. My eyes are perked up now. My eyes are on him now. You get me, Flores. We've got to see what this guy's got to offer. I feel like he's got more to offer at one thirty-five. Um, <laughs> he should fight Cambosis. Let's see. <laughs> he beats Cambosis still. I'll be so real. <laughs> That's a good fight. Uh, good Actually, fight, it might. It might. He. It might be this Ortiz stepping up to a level. Like fight that be skin kind of thing. Um, again, it'll be a good it, fight though. It, again, it helps the fact that he knows Loma. Yeah. If, if they're sparring partners, they know each other very well. But I think that's I think that's a good level to see where he's at. Cambos is considered someone that's decent, solid in the division. So former champion, that'd be a really good fight for them to set up. Um, but yeah, no, he's um, no, he's very very good. This Ortiz kid. Um, yeah, Loma. Would flows? Are we saying this is a faded Loma or just? Ortiz being a lot better than what we give credit for? Or was this a poor Lomachenko yeah. performance and something's like... Because then people will say, oh, Loma's losing it now, etc. You know how boxing fans are. Very reactionary. Um, I'm going to be reactionary, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of 135, Loma. Oh, my gosh. He's too small. There, He's too He's small. small. He's too small. Like before... It's not his fault, but yeah. And let's be a buck. The fights he's lost have been due to size. Yes. Um, his first loss, the, um, Sol- it, what, the Salida one, Salida, where Salida blew up and came in, <laughs> yeah, huge. And he, even though he probably won that, Salida was just so big, um, yeah, Tiofimo, too big for him, yeah. Haney's huge, this Ortiz guy is huge, yeah, Shakur, Shakur's bigger than him, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
He's too small for that weight class. The skill, there's, there's a reason why there's weight classes. Skills yeah. can only take you so far. Far, yeah. Um, he's been punching above he his weight his whole career, really. Yeah. Credit to him. Because you can't, you can't, you can't walk through these punches. Even though he's trying to walk these people down because he's got the head movement, he's got yeah. the footwork. They they touch him and he's feeling it. He's backing yeah. off. He's getting dashed yeah. across the ring. He's getting roughed up. That's <laughs> he's getting ragdolled. And because he's a competitor, because he's so skilled, he can hang. But yeah. man, yeah, they're putting their paws on him. <laughs> get, get out of there, man. Boy. But we've said it before, he's punching above his weight. Like, he's yeah, really, he truly too small. But because we like him, man, these guys are competitive in the division. But let's keep a buck, man. Get out of there, man. <laughs> and he's getting old. This, he so looks like you don't want to see the Haney fight next? He loses. Yeah, he loses. <laughs> I think he loses. He loses. But do you, do, you, do you want to see I want to see it, though. Um, it's, it might as well, bro, we've come so far. We might as well. Yeah. So, Haney came but into I, the ring. I don't know if you saw the post post fight, all that stuff. But obviously, Haney came yeah. into the ring. You know, basically said, you know, him. Obviously, Haney and Bill. See, Bill won't be far off. Um, it's basically, obviously, talking about, do you want it? Um, Loma was like, look, it's all I've been talking about. Four belts, let's do it. Actually, it's funny enough. Do you know what Loma said when he looked at it? David? He said, "What is this a lightweight?" <laughs> <a> lightweight. <laughs> he said, "This lightweight." <laughs> Because Haney's looking heavy. Because because obviously Haney's big, and you can see Haney's yeah. towering over him, and obviously Haney's out of competition now. So you can tell he's putting he's putting a bit of poundage. Obviously, he'll strip all that down for the thingy. But yeah, Haney's big, and the size difference is crazy. So um, yeah, Haney obviously team Haney there on it. They said you know send over the contract, etc. We'll negotiate. Lomachenko has said as well. So I rate Loma. He does, as you said, as we've highlighted in this pop of those certain people in the one thirty five. And 140 division, they talk a good game, but they're not really about it. Lomachenko is one of those guys I know he's on smoke and he's looking to fight all the time. And Lomachenko said he's happy to make every concession that Team Haney wants him to make in order to make the fight happen. So that's obviously being the B side and taking whatever money they, they throw at him, etc. Lomachenko's happy with all that as long as the fight gets made. And I truly do believe that. I do believe Loma's about that. So I don't feel like it'd be a hard fight to make. Um, we're here now, isn't it? so yeah. Even though I do think he's going to lose, I, I want to see. It. I too, I, I want to see two skilled competitors go at it. And unfortunately, the good, as they always say, a good big one beats a good little one. Usually, that's what they usually say, right? And I think that's yeah. going to be the case with this one. Haney's going to beat Lomachenko. Um, he's going to put the pause on it. And yeah. um, but it'll be. I think it'll be a good fight to watch, anyways, from a skill perspective. Yeah, I think the fights that we really wanted to see from Lomachenko. At the time, was maybe we wanted to see. We definitely wanted to what, see Haney and then man fight. Um, yeah. Tank was definitely one um, yeah. because Tank is, is small in these men as well. Mm. He's, he's a lot smaller, um, and that at one thirty, one thirty fight would have been interesting. Mikey Garcia was yeah. one we potentially yes, wanted. Yes, but, yes, back in the day. Yeah, uh, back in the day, um, these young guns have kind of come in, and it's like oh, we, we we wanted it at a point where it's like a passing of the torch. The torch mm. has already been passed out. <laughs> Haney's undisputed. Yeah. Shakur's the one. Yeah. Um, he's catching them at the wrong time now. <laughs> yeah. He could have caught them at a, a good time, but now he's, yeah, they're ready for him now. And he's he's obviously been on the, not, I won't say on the couch, but he's obviously been away from boxing for like 10 months and he came yeah. back. And so, um, yeah, Lumi's been in and out. He's, he's, his focus has been 100% there. So, mm. Yeah, it might be. You asked me last week, is it time to get Loma out of there? It might just be. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. 
Because what he's thirty four now. He's he's thirty four now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like if he does want to continue, have this fight with Haney, take your L, and if you do want to carry on boxing, still, I feel like you've got nothing to prove. He could retire. If he doesn't want to go back, then he has to go. He has to go down to one thirty again. He can't. He can't continue one thirty five. Go down to one thirty, and yeah, see out the rest of your career there, perhaps. Um, but yeah. You're, you're, he's seeing for the difference the size does make, and it's, it's not like I said, it's not no fault of his. He can't change his body type. He can't change that. Shout out to him for this is why he's great because he punches above his weight, and he's that's why I respect. He was on the pound pound, pound list, etc. Because he shouldn't really be on this division at all. But here he is. Um, yeah, using using that tremendous skill he has. But these young boys are hungry, man, and they're skilled too, <laughs> and they're big. So yeah, but yeah, he got the W. Um, scorecards were were atrocious as we knew they'll be, um, but yeah, one big shout against Jermaine Ortiz, man. That was a superb performance. I want to see more from this kid. I want to see more. Um, clearly, very talented. Yeah. He's got a lot in his locker. I think. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to what they top rank do with him. I hope they do right by him and don't just like put him in the cabinet now and just keep him over there. I, I think he showed enough to to do well. <laughs> what they should do? They should move like what's it called? PBC and start hyping him to the moon like he's uh, that Cruz. Well, like he's that Cruz. Told you this guy's won't do. Don't want to fight it. That's what he's oh, doing. Oh, the Isak Cruz <laughs> thing is so funny, man. <laughs> so so funny. Uh, um, but yeah, shout out to Loma. Shout out to Jermaine Ortiz. Um, we'll see what's next for them. Okay. Um, before we we preview. Um, the fight for the weekend flows. There was one more fight over in the US that uh, I have to mention. Um, yeah, man, it's another it's another L for them, them MMA guys, man. <laughs> they... <laughs> we were talking about something else, like that, man. <laughs> yeah, man, another one of their goats. There's been, hey, man, Jake Paul's coming like the what? The legend killer. When Randy, you know, when Randy Orton came WWE, was the legend killer. He was killing out all the, the legends in WWE. That's what Jake Paul's doing, man. Taking out all these MMA guys, man. It's peak. But yeah, that, oh, that's, he's official. Like, I saw him silver was like, because he's like the goat goat, like of MMA. I feel like he is. And um, yeah, man, he's been pretty running to Jake Paul and it's another L for him. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch the fight, but I saw like obviously little snippets and stuff. I saw Paul dropped him in the eighth round. Um, <laughs> Paul's gonna keep doing this, you know. He's not gonna fight a real boxer. He's just gonna keep fighting these MMA, MMA guys and getting the money from this and mm. stat padding, basically, because um, he can beat these guys. Let's be real. Um, yeah. <laughs> he called out Nate Diaz afterwards, so you know what they're gonna try and do next. So yeah, he's gonna he's good. <laughs> he's very good at his uh, marketing as well, Jake. I give him that. Yeah, it's what it is. Like you people need to. Jake, like what we've said it before, Jake Paul's a boxer. And you MMA guys who keep thinking that you can you can hang, yeah, you can't hang with this guy. He's, he's a legit boxer, yeah. And all this talk about him, he needs to fight a real boxer. He will wash them. He will wash real boxers as well. <laughs> I'll be so real with you. It's a couple. He could go fifty and zero fighting real boxers. So yeah, try, that, in, yeah, that, that draw will work. Yeah, <laughs> the same thing that all these pros do. He can do the same thing. He's not, and he's not going to put himself in with a real a, a serious test. For, I mean, yeah. why not? He's gonna ride. He's gonna ride this unbeaten wave for now. Yeah. Um, I would like to. I would like him to fight a proper boxer, like a, a decent boxer. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I just know that you don't fix Wayne Brook. And right now, this formula that he's using, it's working perfectly. He's rattling people and he has to beat them off to beat them up afterwards. Like, so he's 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 happy doing that. So he's he's happy doing that. So I know he's not gonna change. I won't, I wonder what would happen if he fought Tommy Fury. I I, I mean I would have expected him to lose against Tommy Fury. Obviously, if he didn't if he beat Tommy Fury, Tommy Fury should never box ever again. But <laughs> I would have thought he would have lost that fight still. Yeah. What I will say is people keep trying to discredit this guy by saying, oh, this this is saying he's a YouTuber, he's this and that, he's, he's a Disney kid. Yeah. Then he'll take on an MMA girl and go, oh, yeah, of course he's going to beat him. Of course he's yeah, going to yeah, beat yeah. him. Oh, what, do you mean, what do you mean, of course he's going to beat him? <laughs> you know, Anderson I, Silver whacked up uh, Chavez. Yeah. That's a former champion. Yeah. <laughs> That's a former I champion. For, I forgot he beat Chavez. That is so peak. Beat Chavez. Yeah. Obviously, we don't wait champions. Yeah, but that's Jammers a former champion. But yeah, no, he was. I think two-time champion. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he might be two-time. I think he was two-time so, still. Yeah. So if he beats Chavez, if Jake Paul beats Chavez now, would you say Chavez ain't a real boxer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Okay, then. Mm. <laughs> let's not, let's not and, try to discredit him and say, like, of course he's going to win. Of course he's going to win. Because yeah. you might saying he's a YouTuber yeah. and he's he should have played boxing. Pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently as well, he stuck it on afterwards, like post fight, he stuck it on Dana White because I think this would have been Silver's highest payday that's in this fight. So apparently he stuck it on obviously and stuck it on Dana White and ripped him. He's like, you look, exposed Dana White to say, look, obviously a lot of MMA guys have said that Dana White isn't really paying these guys much and they're not really getting much money. And obviously the disparity between boxing and UFC pay is crazy at the money they can make over here. Um so yeah, apparently stuck on Dana White for that one. And yeah, I'd, we'll see the aftermath. I'm sure Dan, Dana's quick to respond usually. So he'll probably say something back, but yeah. I think that back and forth has been going off the time. For a long time. Know. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't watch the fight. I think I saw the clip of the knockdown. Or whatever, yeah, I saw the clip. But, um, good, good, good knockdown, actually. Good clip. Yeah, yeah sure. It's what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> the and problem he, child. Funny, they, he drawing out the professional retired boxers like yeah. Belly and Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's a draw out, he's a big draw out, Jake Paul. He's fighting for that. Um, all right, cool. On to, on to some real boxing flows because we do have a good fight to preview this weekend for this weekend. It's upcoming weekend, Saturday the 5th, over in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Dimitri, Dimitri Bivol, uh, fresh off that career win against Canelo, he has a defense, he's defending his title. It's a very tough defense as well. He's up against. Gilberto Ramirez, Zola Ramirez, who was a long-time title holder at light heavyweight. No, no, at super uh, super middleweight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he had WO super middleweight title for quite a long time. Um, it's a shame we never sort of, sort of stick around and saw him got to unify, but he did defend it like six, seven times before he moved up to light heavy. Um, he's been at light heavyweight for a couple of years now, for those. I think he moved up in like 2019. So he's had about five, okay. six fights at light heavy. And um, yeah, now he's got his shot. This is a, this, this is a, on paper. Obviously, the casuals might not really know about this fight or might, might, know, might not know about these guys. Obviously, I guess Bivol, there's some eyes on him, obviously, because of the, the Canelo W. So the people don't know Bivol, but not many people will know Ramirez, I don't think, unless you follow boxing. It's a really good fight, man. Really, really good competitive fight. Zerdo is good. He's very, very good, actually. Ooh. And so is yeah. Bivol. <laughs> so... This is yeah. This has the making for us to be a really a cracker, to be honest. Um, I, I can't pick a winner. I'm, I'm well, actually no. See, I've seen. I like Bivol yeah. a lot. Obviously, I like I like Bivol a lot, and um, 
Bivol is someone who we've, we've highlighted before in this pod that he's very skilled. And although he doesn't have the concussive power as his Russian compatriot in Baturbiev, yeah, what Bivol does bring is work rate and relentlessness. And um, he stays on you. Um and he always he always does enough to just win rounds. It's it's hard to describe it, but you know what I mean, Flo. Yeah. He always does enough just to win the round. Like he will yeah. do what needs to be done to win that round, and to stop you from doing your thing, and sort of do what yeah. he. Um, as opposed to Zerdo, who obviously is lot he's tall. Ramirez is about six three, so he's he's been taller in there. Very rangy, um, not as quick as Bivol, but very strong and sort of sturdy. Um, yeah. I think just often what I've seen from both fighters, I favor Bivol, but it's it's almost coming like a 50-50 to me for us. I can't lie. It's it's a, it's a tight one. Because I, I do rate I do rate um, Gilberto Ramirez quite highly. I do think he's really good. I think Bivol does carry, I think the speed edge that I think just from the speed edge and the sort of the the, the volume edge that Bivol brings will swing in his favor. But yeah, it's a tough one to call, man. It, it can go overway. It can go overway on this. Honestly, yeah. It can. Yeah, I agree with you. Everything you said is pretty much spot on. To be honest, yeah. uh, Bivol's intelligence in there is what wins him rounds as well. He's like I've said before, a smart fighter. He'll do what he yeah. needs to do to win the rounds. Um, he'll step on you when he needs to step on you. Yeah, he'll respond when he needs to respond, just to not give the judges reason to give you the round. Um, and yeah, he doesn't get drawn out as such. Zerdo's, I wouldn't even say sluggish is the wrong word. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> he's 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 not as fleet footed. Let's put it that way. Um, yes, he's big. He'll, he'll walk. He'll walk you down, kind of thing. Yeah. Power in them hands. He's stop. He's yeah. stopping people for real. Yeah, um, he's putting them down. I think when the fight got announced, I was worried for Bivol. I was like, Bivol could lose. Yeah, really I know, yeah, you did. Yeah, I <laughs> no, he could. He could. Uh, it, it can go. I was way. like, yeah, I was. I was like, yo, Zerdo might might hurt because I think. Just, Actually, no, Joe Smith Jr. caught Bivol at the end of the round and maybe stunned him a bit, but it was like after the bell. And I think yes. Bivol ate it. Yeah. So I think that's the only one time I've seen Bivol kind of hurt. Mm. I think I might say Zerdo's probably bigger punch, harder puncher than Joe Smith Jr., maybe. Um, mm, potentially. Um, yeah. Potentially he's, maybe. He's, big, he's big, Eddie. He's, what's, he, what's he look at record? He's, he's been stopping people. So he has obviously 44 like 70 wins. plus fights, 40, 44, yeah. 44 fights, 30 have come by the way of knockout. Okay, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, but he stopped his uh, last, but Zodo stopped his last since moving up to, in fact, he stopped all since moving up to light heavyweight, he stopped all of his opponents, he stopped everyone. Yeah, since we got he wasn't head. really he wasn't really stopping everyone that like at, at uh, super middleweight he wasn't super. really massive yeah he wasn't really massively stopping people people that's why people I think people yeah I, I remember at super middleweight some people called him boring because he wasn't yeah. st- he was out like, he was dominating opponents but he wasn't getting them yeah. out of there that's but why so I come far, up with this, that's why I said sluggish kind of thing. yeah <laughs> yeah but so far um, since moving to like to like heavy he stopped all his opponents so he's he's on a bit we, of a chaos streak. He looks good at this weight. Um, yes, naturally. Yeah. Eight. yeah, he looks yeah. he looks better this way because he, he's coming from even smaller than super middleweight. He's he's fighting the middle. So, what Zodo? Zodo. Yeah. Um, 
the fight had a long I think, time. I, I think he might have started off a middleweight. Maybe when he was, but obviously, yeah, when he was younger. Yeah, yeah, he started off a middleweight. Yeah, he did. He started off a middleweight, uh, yeah. And obviously, yeah, he, he was a titleist at super middleweight for quite a while before he finally moved up. I, 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 I want to back Bivol just because I think yeah. the skills and the IQ and Bivol knows how to fight people taller than me. He's not the biggest light heavyweight. Facts. He's not. Uh, and he's, he's been fighting people bigger than him. It's just, it's just the work rate, to be honest, Flores. I think Brivo will, like I said, when he, like you said, when he needs to turn up, he turns up and he really lets yeah. his hands go. And um, he's quick. He's very, very quick, Brivo. It's before yeah. I felt like him. I, so. I, I don't think he's going to sit there and allow Zerto to tee off on him. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's going to be wary of that power and he's going to avoid that power and he's going to yeah. do what he needs to, to. And I think he's got a good enough chin as well. Yeah, he to, does. To take to take the power as such. Um, but Zerto throws good punches. He goes to the body. He hurts people. That's that's a fact. <laughs> he's a good fighter, man. He's a very good fighter. He has yeah. been for uh, underrated. Well, I don't say underrated, but he's someone that you look at that record flows. 44 fights, unbeaten, 30 mm. knockouts. You're thinking to yourself, this guy kind of should be a bigger star than he, yeah. what he is. Um, he's definitely someone that's gone under, under the radar. Because that super middleweight, he was there for time. And this is when Callum Smith was champion. Um Caleb Plant wasn't yeah. even in the mix at this point. This was this it was Karen Smith, obviously BJ, he was there. Um Benavides, Benavides was in the mix, his name was coming up, but Caleb Plant wasn't even a fixture at this point. And Zoda was there for quite a while, hanging on to the WBO belt. And um yeah, there was always small talks about he was the one that never really his name's never got mentioned by the other champions. You get me? Like yeah, Lee Joe will say I want to fight this person, this person, or this champion, this other champion. But none of them, man, talked about Zerdo. Not none of them. I feel like they all they always feel like Mm-mm, don't really want the problems oh. with this brother. And obviously, when he moved up, it made sense because he's like I said, he's big, he's tall and rangy. Um, same similar dimensions to Cam Smith, but just more filled out. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a, on paper, it's a cracking fight. Um, I feel like everyone kind of wants to see the. Uh, I think the plan for the light heavyweight, I don't call it the plan, but what people tend to want, obviously, is the fact that they want to see the two Russians go out to to, yeah. to to become undisputed. And as you rightfully said, this is a potential blind skin for Bivol for that to happen. Um, but I do want Bivol to win for that because I do want to see the two. I do want to see both of them get it on. It'd be cool to have that in Russia or something. That's a, that's a match, massive fight. You've got the, the skill guy versus the, the powerhouse. It makes sense on paper, right? To see Bivol win yeah. the Perturbiev. But... Um, yeah, this is a tough test he's got to get through, boy. Tough test he's got to get through. <laughs> it's peak, though, because see, we, we said that we want, we, we feel like the future of a division lies with the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but, suppose we can't lie. Obviously, we said that we don't want the, our fighters to be fighting the Russians because they will lose. Mm. But Zerda's another problem in itself as well. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not food either. Like, he's around, so... Yeah, yeah. I, and that's why we called on the UK guys to fight each other and fight also fight other. the other people. Yeah, uh, there's other people in that division that are good acid tests, really. Because mm. Zodos tested himself against people in that division. Um, mm-hmm. Sullivan Barrera, like, yep, yeah, took him out. Um, yeah, they should need, they need to stop fighting soup cans, there's not even soup cans, they need to stop fighting European level. And random, there's world level people, and people are just yeah. There's, <laughs> no, there's still true. names in that division. I mean, look it's... at yard. Yard got his, his fight's been announced recently, and it's against another random, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who it is. <laughs> and why does it keep busy fight? Um, you should have been keeping busy, really and truly. Yeah. Um, 
But I guess obviously Baturbi have got injured or whatever. So mm. anyway, like there's only everyone's getting older, so best move and sharpen your tools properly. Um, mm. But yeah, good fight, good fight. Yeah, really good fight. Um, okay, cool. So we're both pulling for Bivo. We'll see what happens next week. But um, yeah, it's cool. good, definitely a good fight to tune into. That's live from Abu Dhabi. The undercard is also pretty decent as well for us, actually. Um, there's an undisputed fight on there, women's boxing. Chantel Cameron, Jessica McCaskill, we mentioned that a bit earlier, didn't we? Um, oh. You know, the winner of that could potentially be another opponent for Katie Taylor. Um, that's a good fight, you know, Flores. That's a real good fight. Who, who, who are you leaning towards on that one between Cameron and McCaskill? It's a strange one because Cameron was meant to unify in the division below, no? What division is this at? Uh, this is uh, super lightweight. Super lightweight. So Cameron holds two belts at lightweight, doesn't she? Because she beat yes. um, what's the game? Something McGee. What's her name? Uh, uh, Mary McGee. Mary McGee, and yeah. she was meant to fight Callie Reese, who has the other two belts. It was like a tournament they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Callie Reese might be injured, so she stepped up to fight Jessica McCaskill for all those belts. Yeah, I believe that's what's happening. It's a good yeah. fight. I like Cameron. Cameron looks. Slick. Um, yes, I like I've, as well, yeah. I've written off McCaskill a few times against <laughs> to see the rate. I was like, nah, she's gonna get cooked. And she, yeah, she knows how to fight in those two minute rounds. She she knows how to utilize them. Um, mm. McCaskill, like the intensity she brings for them, she's good at that. Yeah, um, but I like Cameron. Cameron looks cold. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron looks cold. Um, it's a hard one to call. It's a real 50-50. Yeah. I, I'm not going to stick my neck up. <laughs> Cameron, she carries sneaky power as well for what you know, yeah. say women's boxing that we tend to that we see stoppages, but she's she's stopped half of her opponents. So she she can bang. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's interesting to see how it will translate. Obviously, I mean, you would say that probably she might have more power stepping up a division, but we'll see yeah. if that's the case. But um, that's, that's, actually, that's a really good undercard fight. And obviously we... We champion undisputed fights on this podcast, so happy days. Um, mm. It's a huge win for Cameron if she does it, though, especially yeah. because of the fact that she's coming up a weight class. Obviously, the women's, they go up, they, they go up and down, easy peasy. So, yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's definitely one to worth tuning into. There's also another there's also another world title fight on the billing flows. I don't know I, if you know. Is it your, your cousin? No, <laughs> I have no cousins in, in, in the industry, bro. But um, Zelfa Barrett is fighting for oh, a world title. Uh, nice. We were related. Okay, I Zelfa Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call Zelfa? The Brown Flash, yeah. Um, yeah, he's 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 in the world title fight against um Rak Rakimov. Um, that's for the IBF. It's the vacant IBF super featherweight title. Um, yeah. That's a it's a big it's a big fight for Zofa still. Uh, um, came out with, well, I saw it, I thought oh, I was mad surprised, but I guess yeah, I guess the title is vacant. So, go on, you Shakur's vacated. Then. Shakur, that's what Shakur had. Those bars. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect timing for Zofa then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Shakur's gone. Yeah, that division's wide open. Good opportunity. <laughs> yeah, so Shakur's uh, vacated all his belts pretty much. I think so. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. So he's he's got this rack. This Rakimov guy is undefeated. Um, yeah. he, he had the draw with Jojo Diaz um, last year. Um, 
But um, yeah, I've, I've heard his name before and I've seen him before. Um, he's from Tajikistan. Um, but yeah, Zofa, it's a massive look for him. Uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll say he's ready, but if he's fighting for a vacant title, it's not a champion, I mean, you know, you might as well go for it if it's there. Right. I do like Zofa Barrett. I do think he's good. Um, I don't know if you're a big fan of Inflows or you rate him particularly, but um, I, I, you know, I, I, from what I've seen of the off, I, I have I have enjoyed watching him fight. I know he suffered that loss. Who did he lose to again? Um, the shock loss. Yeah, he lost to Ronnie Clark in 2000. I remember. Yeah. Um, ah, it was, it was a really bad performance for him. That yeah, I remember that. I remember that fight. Yeah, he, I don't know why he mm. just wasn't switched on that, that day. But obviously, since that loss, that was in 2018. Since that loss, he's sort of won all his fights. Um, yeah, yeah. Kiko Martinez gave him hell. Yeah, did yeah, yeah. Shout out Kiko Martinez. Another it stops. Um, what's your name? What's that? Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Stop, stop. Gil. Yikes, Gil. Yeah. yeah. What's it? Jordan Gil. Jordan yeah, Gil. Gil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beat beat him up. Um, yeah, <laughs> beat him up. So Kiko Martinez is doing his thing. He gives everyone yeah. help. Yeah, so probably a good win for Zelfa to be fair. Yeah, good, good experience for him. Yeah. I hope he wins. I hope Zelfa. I hope, wins, I hope so. he wins as well. It's good to have obviously UK champion, etc. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised to see that on the card. Um, but yeah, as you say, perfect time. People can jump on um, in that division now and grab some titles. <laughs> that much it calls yeah. out of the way. <laughs> um, we got Galal Yafai on the card as well, and Cal Yafai, Campbell Hatton, Akib Fires. So um yeah some decent boxes on the on the card of this one, um over in Abu Dhabi man so it should be it should be a good night, um but definitely the main event and the co-main event are definitely worth tuning into, and this is trying to tune into Zelfa as well, um but yeah we'll see what happens I'm expecting a tough fight though for Bivol man, so so that was a good opponent man, yeah. um but shout out to Bivol Bivol's putting himself against the best. So he's he's fighting his resume his run right now is looking very good man he's he's fighting good good guys man so yeah yeah he's definitely someone also that that fights fights anyone doesn't duck doesn't hide I like that mm-hmm. about him still I do like that about him yeah and he's active uh, yeah he's he stays active which is good um yeah cool all right so that's all yeah that's that's the previews done um cool. yeah boxing news there's been a few things obviously I mentioned that yards fighting some nobody. <laughs> which no, and add into the as I said last week, or was it the week before? These these fourth quarter fights have been all stinkers in my eyes. Mm. <laughs> Not been great. This one's good, the one that we just previewed, but a lot of the ones that are being announced, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Um Tyson Fury's always in the headlines. He's in the headlines again of his interview with True Jordy. Um, I know you I know you watched that. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> um right. yeah. Uh, he's, he's a walking contradiction, that guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I, I like the way True Jordy handled it, though. He handled it sick. Handled yeah. himself very, very well. Asked the right questions. Because, you know, look, we, we said it on this pop before, Flows. These journalists don't be don't be asking the questions, man. They, they, they be canvassing the question, like you said. But True Jordy yeah. asked the right questions and he didn't buckle. Didn't fold. Yeah, most of these journalists are either on the payroll or they're scared to ask the tough questions for that very yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. This is their livelihood. We understand this is what they do. They need these interviews to 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 survive, to live off essentially. Yeah. So when when someone gets asked simple questions and they don't like it, and they say, "I'm never giving you another interview," <laughs> it ruins their whole business. So yeah. I understand why these these ones don't ask the tough questions. What I don't understand is where 
you're on the payroll and you're clearly, clearly help, helping the interviewer <laughs> and pushing an agenda for the interviewee, should I say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's annoying. I, yeah. I, honestly, there's certain, there's certain interviews, like that Gareth Davis. I don't watch any interviews. I don't know why they interview him, but mm. payroll guy. Half the interviews, <laughs> I don't even click. If, if I yeah. see someone's interviewing someone, there's very few people who ask tough, quick questions. Um, yeah. Radio Raheem asked tough questions. I was going to say, Radio Raheem. we got a shout out to Radio Raheem, man. Adrian Broder hates him for that reason. Yep. <laughs> um, and True Jordy asked the questions the fans wanted to know, and Tyson yep. Fury couldn't handle it. Resorted to lying, resorted to name calling. Yeah. yeah. Embarrassing for him. And yeah. I think everyone can see it now that, yeah, he's been a bit of doofus. He's, he's been a big doofus. Um, also, actually, he saw the news about what, Crawford and Broner signing to, was it Black? BLK? Um, yeah. That's what I mentioned last episode. They signed to some random... Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Black. Yeah, I, I've never heard of it. Have you... Have you, have you, have you have before, yes, before last week, have you, have you heard of him before, Flores? I've never heard of him. No. Adrian Broner seemed to set the set the pace when I, I saw he signed a free fight deal with them. Yeah. And then I, then I saw Terrence Crawford and... Yeah. Um, what's your boy's name? Avenicia. <laughs> it's going to be on that that's why I haven't seen any promo because yeah. it was in the talks but I was like nah it's been announced because it's yeah. just a random channel who's announced yeah. it yeah don't, don't know who this channel are um, they must have paid a lot of money to get because Bruno is driven by the back so 10 they million must be paid, free fight deal yeah 10, 10 million okay yeah yeah there we go <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we're going to get that I wonder if we're going to get those free uh, the quality of the points in those free fights are going to be hilarious but um, <laughs> you never know, Broner could one day, as you saw, just decide to pack it in yeah. <laughs> when he pulled out the last fight. Um, but yeah, fair Bro, enough, friends. He's been saying PBC can't pay can't pay people. That's why he pulled out the fight because mm. he's like he made up whatever. But apparently, PBC up our hair and ain't putting up the money no more. <laughs> so 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 basically, yeah. we're saying for us, we're not going to be hearing no more. Shout out to our Heyman <laughs> first <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're seeing these fights not being made because yep. the m- money's not there. Adrian, but Adrian Broner's apparently difficult to negotiate with. He's always yes, everyone money, says so. everyone says he's very <laughs> yeah very difficult to negotiate with. Um, and so now the rumor mill is saying now that obviously since Spencer and Crawford is is just yeah not happening. Um, Spencer will look for an opponent. For I know if you see the rumor mill that it, <laughs> probably it might be Keith Furby. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Keith Furman and Spence, uh, it's happening. It's happening way too late. But yeah, you, you, I'll see. Close, you, you might be getting your wish. Furman might be getting out of here. <laughs> I've seen, I, I don't mind it. Um, yeah, that's it was too, it was ten years I'm, too late. <laughs> but no, ten I'm, years I, I, it's ten years too late. But I'm all the way locked in for that. Flows <laughs> yeah. the press conferences between both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm locked in already. I'm locked in already. I'm locked in already. But um, yeah. yeah, way too late. Ten years too late, as you said. Um, the ghost of Keith Furman. Well, to be fair, let's not call him the ghost of Keith Furman because he looked good in his last fight, but it's not the same Keith that had, you know, that was number one a couple of years ago. Keith with the braids, as I like to call it. That Keith yeah. was a problem. <laughs> not this Keith. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll update you listeners accordingly the more we hear about that one. But yeah, man, let's wrap this up. Um, it's been episode 114 of the Strat Season Podcast. Once again, I've been your boy Cam. I've been your boy Flows. And make sure you guys head over to the links on Instagram and Twitter and keep supporting. Peace.